0: Welcome to Cub of Cubby Blue. You're at least the Cubs never have to play against Albert Pujols again. Home for Cubs news updates and banter. We're the official podcast of Bleed Cubby Blue. You can find us wherever you get your podcast by searching for Bleed Cubby Blue. If you like the podcast, leave us a five star rating and a review so that other people can find the podcast. I'm Sarah Sanchez. I write about the Cubs. I write about their base running woes and more at Bleed Cubby Blue. And today, as always, I am joined by the one and only Danny Rocket. How's it going, Danny?
1: Oh, I'm, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed for the Cubs and their performance down there in St. Louis. Uh, it's it, it wasn't a fun series to watch. The, uh, the ARP tour is just uh, a, a thing to behold. Is it not? And, and it's just, it couldn't be worse. It could not be worse for Cubs fans to have to watch this and to have it just stomped into our faces. Oh, it's just, it's, it's, it's horrible, Sarah. It's horrible a bad time to be a cubs fan
0: yeah it's it's pretty bleak out there there is there's not a lot to cheer for the cardinals devil bird magic is exactly strong as we believed. reuniting pujols wainwright and yadier molina for one last ride would be they're getting just production from everybody but honestly it is so frustrating as a cubs fan to to watch this team that is frankly like Two superstars, a handful of guys from their farm system, and nostalgia just go on this tear that you know is going to wind up with a deep postseason run. Like, I,
1: oh, I'm i a little a angry deep- at the
0: Brewers, man. I am angry at the Brewers for, for just throwing in the towel and giving this division to the Cardinals.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, what, what, what were they supposed to do? You know, they got – Josh Hader was blowing up in their face, and – so he's they're like, let them blow up in somebody else's face and let's switch things around. We have a pretty good bullpen, but they they didn't do anything at the at the um, the trade deadline. And so ex- well, anything to improve the team, I, I'll say. like they didn't add any hitting, which is what they need. like they didn't do anything to I mean, they were ahead. they July 31st, the Brewers were number one in the division. They have a losing August. Cardinals go on a tear. I think they lost like six or seven games only. And, uh, and, you know, now look, now they're just running away with the division. And it's, the thing is, it's like, they played the week central so much that I think that they almost look better than they actually are. 100%. But, like you said, like they've got a couple like made-up guys that they make in their like little St. Louis makeup guy factory where they uh like clone humans and ballplayers like Lars Newtbar and like Brendan Brendan Donovan, Donovan. yeah and you know, there's I mean there's oh man it's just so rough to watch uh I mean it's. <sighs> I I don't know, like, why not us? You could point to the compensatory picks as being something like, that's how they make up their guys. Well, we got an extra guy in the first round all the time, so let's just use it. And they always end up being kind of good, but their scouting's good. But their development is so good. Like, why not us? Like, why can't, like, the richest team in the division somehow figure out how to put this together? Because, frankly, like, I don't think, I think the Cubs should be competing for the division every single year.
0: Of course they should. It's it's the third largest market in baseball. It's the Chicago Cubs. I, I took my parents. My parents are in, uh, in town for Labor Day, and I took them to their first baseball game uh, down on the south side. We saw the White Sox play the Twins poorly. I might add that White Sox team as a whole. Like, look, whatever Cubs fans are going <laughs> through, like the White Sox thing is worse. there in the middle of their window, and it's just a disaster down there. But so we went down there, and then we went and did a tour of Wrigley Field we're gonna go to the Cincinnati Reds game tonight, cap off a their trip with a with a trip to the greatest ballpark on earth. But like, you go to Wrigley Field, and the entire neighborhood is built around this ballpark. It is built around making money from this ballpark. It is built around there are there are tickets for tours. There are things on the big screen designed to get you to stay there. There are. They're making deals with each other, right? Like, you go to Big Star, you get 10% off at Jenny's. Like, every tenant in the Ricketts office buildings are, like, propping each other up. You've got a money-making machine down there. You've got people. People are going to get go to games on the rooftops. They're going to do all this stuff. They will come no matter what and pay money. And it's like, you should be able to beat a team that is trotting out three 40-year-olds on the regular.
1: Like, that, that's, yeah. that should be a no-brainer. Well, and instead you make them look like the twenty-seven freaking Yankees, That's and ridiculous. and and you get shut out twice. So the the offense completely like gets pantsed the all weekend. You get what two hits? One of the games was just two hits, and um, I mean, I mean, what the? You're winning the other one. You're winning the other game, and uh, the bullpen is just totally decimated. Which. I don't know if you want to blame Ross or not about how things are being, are going back there right now, but they traded anybody worth a darn. And so like, what is he supposed to do? What you know, it's like, you've got a bunch of like dudes that even, even the prospect pervs who love every single player that the Cubs have ever drafted. And they're all going to be awesome. Even those guys have not heard of these guys. Some of them, like they're just, it's just like next guy up. It's like, we shouldn't, Need to be in fall training right now. I'm looking at tickets for tonight's game, six bucks, and that's even too expensive. You can go free if you just put on Twitter. I guarantee, if you're like, "Can I have a free Cubs ticket?" Somebody be like, "Sure, I can't sell it. Why not?" I mean, just go down there and you could probably get in. Like, this is not, and I and I don't mind this at all. I don't mind going for free. But what I'm saying is. It should be better than this. We don't. We shouldn't be having this bargain bid dollar store baseball in our face. This well, is ridiculous, and it's he, it, into. Ah, I'm I'm sorry. I'm a little flabbergasted after getting swept by the Cardinals. Excuse me.
0: I I mean, swept out of St. Louis. Did the Cubs even win a game in St. Louis this year? It was honestly kind of embarrassing in the in the most boring city in America. I you know you were talking about tickets and prices and whether or not the Cubs, like whether or not we should be able to like go for free all that type of stuff. I don't know. As far as da- blaming David Ross goes, I I don't think you can, and it's not because I'm like not willing to blame David Ross for some things. I've got some, I've got some things I want to talk to David Ross about. Like one, the base running strategy on this team is atrocious. They get thrown out on the base paths more than any team I've ever seen in my life. Doing kind of a deep dive on this for the site right now. And I was looking at the, some of the numbers in terms of like grounding into double plays and like the number of times they get thrown out on the base paths and ratios of like how many times you stole the base to how many times you got caught stealing and, and, and preview spoiler alert. It's bad, but like the, you know, there are things we can argue with David Ross about. The fact that he has no pitching is really not one of them. Like, the dudes who were supposed to be here have been hurt most of the year. Miley's, what, making his third or fourth start for the Cubs tonight, finally. Hopefully, he goes more than five innings, and that shoulder doesn't bother him. Again, Adbert Alzali is still, like, rehabbing. And it, I, I guess Alzali is just going to rehab forever. That's, like, that's who Alzali is. He's going to, like, come up, throw some games, then rehab forever. That's the That's the way this one's going to go. They got everything they possibly could. Out of Keegan Thompson and Justin Steele, both of those dudes have thrown like double the number of innings they've ever thrown in their major or minor league career. And and they're they're hitting a brick wall. And it's kind of like, well, of course they are, because they're both over like 120 innings for the first time ever. Like, yes, they're hitting a brick wall. Right. I mean, I saw a really good take from uh one of our friends on twitter and i'm gonna blank on who it is so i'll I'll go look it up in one second just to make sure i give credit but about how nico's kind of hitting a brick wall too he's played more games than he's ever played in his entire life like it turns out it's really hard to sustain a wrc plus of like 125 through 150 games when you've only ever played 100 games in your lifetime right like david ross cannot invent experience for these people to not hit a brick wall in their first full major league seasons. And there are no replacements to speak of.
1: Yeah. Not, not yet anyway. Like, you know, the prospects will start to arrive within the next few years, but as for right now, unless you make some serious, unless you spend serious money in the off season on some much better, more proven talent, I don't even know if it's possible. I mean, I don't know if, even if it's possible because you're competing against 29 other teams. So is it possible to fill all your holes? Like, can you give the most money to Jacob DeGrom? You know, sure. I, I don't you even could. want
0: Jacob DeGrom. He's hurt well, all the time.
1: I'm, yeah, I'm just saying, like, Can you do that? Yeah. Is that smart to do? I don't know, but it's not my money. But like, there's teams like the Dodgers are like, oh, well, Trevor Bowers, the worst person on the face of the earth. And we signed him for a million dollars guaranteed or a million, a billion dollars. I should say, oh, well, that's fine. We'll just get a new guy. We'll get Max Scherzer. Like, you know, not that they got Max Scherzer, the Mets did, but you know what I mean? Like, they're just like next guy in, next guy in, next guy in, let's keep going. And I don't feel like the Cubs are being operated that way. They're being operated like. The Rays, they they're being operated like a small market team, which will, uh, you know, if until they can get cheap talent, until they can underpay for performance, they won't pay for the veteran know how and the kind of proven talent, you know, and so and I'm not seeing it right now. Like Nico Horner, absolutely a breakthrough year, but you're right, he's hitting a wall. Keegan Thompson, a breakthrough season, awesome, great. He's a number three next year. If you sign guys, otherwise he's a freaking number one again, or number two, uh, or I guess Strowman's supposed to be that guy, but he's not even that guy. So it's just like you got scrap. He Wade Miley coming back. Who knows what we got? You know, I mean, it's just like you look up and down Fran Mil Reyes, as much as I love the guy, didn't he at least stop trying to take that extra base. Eventually <laughs> like, he finally just decided to stay on first base. Thank God. Um, But you know, even him, He's a scrap heap guy. Even if they did pick up a, a, that was a good pickup there. Like, it's just like dude after dude. Zach McKinstry, like, why is he leading off every day? Like, oh my God. You know, and why did you, and why do you pinch run for him with David Bodie? Like, what, <laughs> what? I don't
0: even think David Bodie is faster than Zach McKinstry. I don't like, think... that is just a, a, unless Zach
1: McKinstry was hurt or something, it doesn't even make sense. No, no, nothing's making sense. And then you got poor Brandon Hughes out there. Like, you know, Albert, Albert just like, why don't you just like give him a crown and let him and, and a bunch of like gold chains and just like, let him just score runs at will. Why don't we just do that now? Because like, that's what the Cubs did. They're like, Oh, here's let's face, uh, let's give him a nice uh, lefty pitcher, Brandon Hughes, then Ross goes out there. like, hey, lay one in there. Like, I want to see number 695. And I got dinner players back in Chicago. And this game's already del- delayed by rain. Let's get out of here. Just throw him a meatball. Let's end this thing. It's the eighth. Boom. Bye, baseball. Then uh, they get on the plane, come back to Chicago. Ross makes his eight, 8 o'clock dinner at the steakhouse. Like, what am I looking at here? Like, this is ridiculous. Like, I don't know what they're doing. And, I, and as much as I can – Definitely see a future in some of these like role-playing pieces. Like they can't be role-playing pieces unless they're surrounded by legitimate talent. Oh yeah. Yo, you you got to keep like, we're going to talk about this when we get into hot
0: hitters later, but you got to keep the few guys around that you have who are above average hitters. And that includes extending Wilson Contreras and signing Ian Happ and making sure that you've got like some kind of, of situation going on where there are people who can bolster this lineup provide some semblance of experience I mean look we're not going to talk a ton about the Cardinals here because I know everybody is like beaten down by the whole Cardinals thing and Pujols Palooza was a lot Pujols Palooza was a lot to take in I I was as we're leaving the White Sox game and we're kind of like in the car getting ready to drive Home, we're listening to Pat Hughes call this like zero zero Cubs game, and Ken Schultz, friend of the show, and I are sitting there thinking, "Oh, maybe the Cubs might have a shot to win one." And then here comes Pujols, just like hammering a shot four hundred and forty feet or whatever off Brandon Hughes. And look, Brandon Hughes has had a nice season. He's been one of the revelatory pieces for the Cubs. I'm excited to see what he does next year. And also, like, that was just totally absurd and ridiculous, and I never, ever want to see anything like it again.
1: (laughs) I I don't even blame Brandon Hughes. Ross told him to throw him a meatball. He threw him a meatball. It was gone. Like, they they were just trying to leave. I mean, this is literally spring training. I don't, they shouldn't be charging for tickets. Like, it's, they don't care. And about winning and losing. And maybe the fans shouldn't either. Uh, you know, maybe that's fine. And I know there are some Cub fans that are taking this tack, like, hey, let's just tank, let's lose every single game, let's get ourselves a draft pick. And there's like all these people that are always looking for the churn of the team. And that might be right, you know, because if you look up and down, you know, these guys, they become free agents at oftentimes age 30, 31, where they when you are paying for the decline of their career. You really have to guess right in many respects like do you get Correa maybe or maybe he just turns into a big fat nothing when he gets older like we don't know and so you have to choose right and there's a lot of luck in that but like here's one person that like found the fountain of freaking youth can I can I just like get back into Pujols for one moment
0: yeah go for because it.
1: because here's his first and this is like I know I've said on this show I've said it on the Sun Rantos show that I believe that they just told Albert Pujols that they are not Testing him for steroids any longer. So he can do whatever he needs to do to stay on the field, and they don't care. He's not going to get caught. No biggie. Because here's his first and second half splits. Okay. um, 173 plate appearances, batting average 215, OBP 301, slugging 376 for an OPS of 676. That's pretty much on track with where he was like. Kind of with the, not even with the Dodgers. He was okay with the Dodgers. He had a few donks last year, but with the Angels, all those plantar fasciitis years, he's in a lot of pain. But listen to the second half numbers. Okay, ninety four plate appearances, batting average of three seventy four, OBP four thirty six, slugging seven ninety five for an o, for an OPS of one point two three one. That is double. That is double. He has double his OPS in the second half. Like. I I don't know. His neck's looking a little big to me. Uh, I I can't, like, what are we looking at here? I mean, this is not, you know, they they anoint him into the all-star break and the narrative is that that lit a fire under him and now he can, like, do things that, like, normal 42-year-old, I mean, the dude is 50. Let's face it. Like, there's always been rumors about his age. There's no way he's even 42. Like, he should be collecting Social Security. I'm just saying this is ridiculous (laughs) and and I'm going to keep beating the drum on this. Albert pools is cheating.
0: Whether or not, well, I, I'm not. I'm not going to go that far. I don't have any proof of it. And I, I see what you're saying, and I see what you see in the numbers. And I, 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 that is suspicious. That is very suspicious. I think the bigger problem there is that we even have this conversation, and MLB just has no credibility whatsoever to stop that narrative. Right? right. It's like with what everything the they've done with the ball and with yeah. like the humidor and with like, like you know what? There's other explanations for this, and and I'll give you one that I was thinking of the other day. Like all of St. Louis's hitters this year, are, like having monster. Monster August and, and 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 Monster July's. It's like Paul Goldschmidt found another level this year. No one Arenado found another level this year, right? Like, well, one of the things that's definitely going on here is these new humidor rules where it's like the balls are being stored at different temperatures and different places. And I really think that is having an impact on the way certain parks are playing. Like I think that some places that used to be hitters parks are pitchers' parks, and some places that used to be pitchers parks are hitters' parks. And I I, supp- I think it is. Entirely possible that, like, while Philadelphia used to be a hitters' park in ways that, like, everybody just totally knew that, like, Nick Castellanos was gonna rake there and Kyle Schwarber was gonna rake and all this other stuff. And Schwarber's raked, but Castellanos really hasn't. That some of these parks are playing differently, and we don't even know what the effects are. So, like, and 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 everybody knows that these things are changing in the background because of decisions being made in MLB's front offices that are not particularly opaque or or are not particularly transparent and not particularly well tested and so it's like the, the lack of trust in the institution that oversees the game means that anytime there are statistical anomalies like this and this is a hell of a statistical anomaly I mean, it's a hell of a statistical it's anomaly double. that Albert Pujols is like turning into 28 year old Albert Pujols randomly for the last half season of his career he, in a player he has had numbers race.
1: like this since 2012
0: And and like, oh, just in time for MLB to like market some chase down of 700 home runs. And just in time for the Cardinals to be the Cardinals of the postseason. I mean, I am looking at these postseason teams, Danny, and it it is going to be rough for me to figure out who I am going to cheer for. Like in the NL, I am not like, look, the Dodgers are the Dodgers, man. Like they bought they bought a great team and they spend billions of dollars and it's like, I'm just not interested in it. The Mets were like on my list of teams I thought I could cheer for before this whole, like we own, Narco, we own the song Narco and only Edwin Diaz can walk out to it thing <laughs> where they were like going after William Contreras for walking out to a song that like other people have walked out to before. Get over yourself, New York. Like I don't, I cannot cheer for that. I'm sorry. Like whatever hopes I had for being able to cheer for the Mets, died the moment they af- went after William Contreras for, for playing a song that they do not own the rights to. They're like, Timmy Trumpet agrees with us. I'm like, I don't care. Like take somebody to copyright court then and like get an injunction or just be quiet. Like I don't need to hear this right now. Like this is ridiculous. You're acting like children. The universe does not revolve around New York, contrary to whatever it is you all think in Manhattan and Queens. Like I am out of it. Like the the, the Cardinals, man, the Cardinals are just like, ugh I cannot in any way, shape or form, cheer for the SEMA. What are we going to do, Danny, when the NLCS is the Dodgers and the Cardinals and the ALCS is the Yankees and the Astros and MLB is going to go to the rest of fans in America and be like, choose like who do? Yeah, that, that is a disastrous choice. I'm probably cheering for the Astros in that situation. I, I, I think that, Probably half the league was cheating, and the Astros just got thrown under the bus by MLB because like, "You're not a popular franchise, so you can take the heat for this, and we'll let everybody hate you." I'm like, "Screw it! I'm back on Team Altuve." Like I in that universe of the Yankees, Dodgers, yeah. Cardinals, like Astros, I am back on Team Altuve, man. Like all day.
1: Why does baseball all of a sudden feel like wrestling? It feels you know- rigged. It feels it really like it does.
0: And 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 the reason I think it feels rigged is not because like they're pulling strings in the front o- and MLB's front offices. But what I think is happening, you have like five elite teams that are so much better. That and the Cardinals are not one of them, by the way. The Cardinals are doing some other brand of voodoo magic and will, you know, oh, yeah, whatever. Like we all magic. we all know that this is like some some devil magic that the Cardinals cook up every uh-huh. few years just to torment Chicago. But but they have like five elite teams that are so much better than everybody else and have managed to pool so much talent in terms of free agent signings and in terms of their farm systems and in terms of their pitching and in terms of their methods of getting spin rates back or whatever, resurgent Justin Verlander, whatever, that like these four or five teams are, are able to just statistically crush all of the competition 90% of the time. The odds of the Phillies making a run here are so infinitesimally small, right? Like the odds of the Mariners making a run here, as much as I want the Mariners to make a run, I want the Padres to make a run. I want teams that, yeah, I want teams that are interesting that haven't been there for a while to cheer for. And all of us know that there's like a 0.1% chance that those teams are actually going to beat the Dodgers or actually going to beat the Mets. And it's just, I don't know, man, it's hard to cheer for. It's hard to get up for.
1: Yeah, no, it is. And, and also, I just kind of want to throw this into the mix is, you know, gambling and the acceptance of gambling within the game makes, and that you can gamble on anything, you know, whether pools is going to hit a home run. Well, let's throw that humidor ball out there and let's put a million bucks on this and see how, where, and let's roll the dice. I mean, you can definitely put your finger on the scale, when you want to. And I think the ball's a, a way that they've already done. So you can just pretty much if they've already done it. So that, and they, they didn't say they were going to stop doing it. So that means they're keeping doing it. In fact, they told us they were going to keep dealing with the ball. And so the, and you have, yeah, humidors in different ballparks, like you said. So when you throw gambling into that mix and you throw over unders and things like that at it, and you realize that these people are all about making money You know, when the Black Sox thing happened and they banned those guys and Pete Rose got banned forever, you know, that was kind of MLB just like, you know, they were like, nope, we took care of that. We took out the trash. No problem. You know, these things keep will keep coming up, keep coming up because history might not repeat itself, but it certainly does rhyme with itself all the time. So.
0: Yeah. My dad, my dad, and I were having this conversation down at Sox Park because you've got the Caesar Sportsbook app sponsored video board that has all of the shift uh, the shift numbers on it and all the probabilities of a hit number on it. And look, I'm I'm right. a sabermetrics nerd. I love that stuff. I love knowing that like somebody has a expected WOBA of 411 without the shift and a expected WOBA of 294 with the shift. And I'm a geek and I I, I get up for that stuff. But I am it is obvious that the reason those numbers are being displayed under a gambling advertisement is because they want you to place a bet on the odds of somebody hitting a home run or double or getting an RBI or whatever in that situation. And you, you know, I'm walking my parents around the historic landmark Wrigley field, the place that all of us love so much, the friendly confines, like one of the gems of national league baseball. And they are building a sports book literally as close as possible in order to keep historic landmark status and hope that they can turn that into a year long gambling Mecca where they can just sell people on everything. They can sell you on Serena Williams in the U S open. They can sell you on the U S women's soccer team. They can sell you on the premier league. They they can sell you on horse racing. That's they show all of these events on the big board. Oh yeah. Gallagher way. Not, and look, they're fun. Like I watched the Kentucky Derby out there between double headers Double header games earlier this year, I had a blast. And also they want me doing that because they think that I might bet on it someday. Now I'm not really into gambling. So that's probably a fail fail on their part. But lots of people are and that is the end game here, right? I was watching the Dodgers Giants game last night. And that's another rivalry where it's kind of one of those like I I always find myself more on the side of the Giants than the Dodgers, uh, like you got to go after the Dodgers there. But the Dodgers are ne- announcers are, are watching this game and the balls are just flying out of the park. Andrew Heaney gave up four home runs yesterday and they're like, those are not home runs earlier this season. Like the ball is traveling different tonight than it has traveled at other point in times. It is just a regular course of events that Major League Baseball announcers are like, yeah, I think it's the ball. Yeah, I think that that home run was the ball. That is a bad situation for MLB. That means yeah, you have not done a good job stewarding your product.
1: Yeah, and the inconsistency is is where it becomes unequal. So you might have like a team in a week long slump because they've been on using one ball, and nobody's hitting home runs. So you start betting against them. Okay, let's put some juicy balls in there, and let's and that, and now let's watch our prop bets come in. And the thing is, on those advertising and you know, on those advertisements, and the fact that like Marquee's going to go to be a standalone app, and oh, they already got Coom dog on the radio giving you the radio. Giving you the the gambling odds on the game, they got that right before the game. It bothers the hell out of me. But here's the thing: they have every incentive to lie to you. They have every incentive to make you bet that that guy with the expected WOBA of four point three eight. Bet on that guy. Bet on him right now, because you know what? You're not going to win that bet most of the time. You know, and if so, if you're always putting ten bucks, ten bucks, ten bucks, by the end of the night, you've lost hundred bucks. You're like, well, I had fun. I had skin in the game. Blah blah blah. You know, it's like. I mean, dude, look...
0: I really like the pregame show on marquee. I think Cole Wright does a great job. I think that the players they bring in for the most part are super interesting. Love listening to like Cliff Floyd break down some baseball stuff. I'm I'm a big fan of Carlos Pena. The placata stuff that they've got over at obvious shirts is great. And also the pregame show literally always ends at this point with who are our picks to click or whatever. It's like, who are, what are our three things that we're betting on? You can bet with us, bet with the, bet with your former players who are tugging at your heartstrings and Look, I get it. Some people like that and and it's fun and whatever. And like I you know, like I've done like the Super Bowl squares or like the different like brackets for and and the NCAA tournament and those types of things before. It is fun to have some interest in a, in a rooting event where you don't have your favorite team on the field and they are 100% incentivized to take as much of your money as possible.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean if you always know it this way. Like if if you go to Las Vegas and you see how glamorous it is and how ritzy and gilded it is and lit up. Well, that's all paid for all those big castles and everything. It's all paid for with what money, with your money that you go and you dump in their pockets. And it's just always been that way. They don't get to build these giant things and, and make them so opulent with like, I don't know, a charity. Like this is not a five Oh one C three people. This is, I mean, it, and Ricketts would never build it if he didn't know that the people were just going to dump their cash. And in in many ways, and I've thought of it this way too, it's, it's DraftKings, right? I th- think that's who's, who did it. Um, you know, it's a flagship for them. It gives them, uh, a lot of legitimacy, even if people will still be mostly gambling from the toilet on their phone, <laughs> you know, as like, oh, I only replaced my bets for the night. Um, you know, it gives a people it, it gives people a bar to hang out and watch sports and to place their bet. So, like, people will place their bets there, but it's mostly still going to be on the phone. But it's like, it's a flagship, and like, I think Barstool just got sold to some gambling thing or something like that too. It's just like this is all going to keep consolidating and working this way. And the thing that the thing that bothers me is like, I can't trust the game anymore in some respects. But the other thing that bothers me about it is that it makes it's it's anti fan. Um, because like the, the other day, like my neighbor, he, uh, bet on some college game that I was kind of watching out of the side of my eye and his team lost, but they covered a spread by a point. So he was really happy because he, he got money. He got, he won like 20 bucks. And I was like, see it. And I'm like, well, you're not supposed to be happy because your team lost. Like if the Cubs lost and and, but I won the money I'm not a, and I'm a, and I'm happy now I'm I'm a fan of money I'm not a fan of the Cubs so like and I'm a fan of money so that's fine to be a fan of money but just admit what you that that's what that is and if you could separate those things in your mind fine but like I've heard far too many times in the bleachers well it's you know it doesn't matter because like at least I, I picked, took the over tonight and we lost 500 to 400 you know like I'm exaggerating there's no baseball dude. score like you know but you know it's just like I don't know. The whole thing bothers me. I'm, I hate that it's part of the conversation now. And I can't trust the sport because I know it will be compromised at some. It's not a question of if it will be compromised. It's the question of how it is currently being compromised already and when we're going to find out about it because it's already happening. And if it's going to happen anytime, it'll happen right now at the very beginning for you understand all the scams that everybody's going to pull.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on that. I mean, one of the things that I, I sort of found myself wanting to say as we were as we were talking this through, it's like, you know, I would love nothing more than to just bet against the Cardinals to like pick some team that I like want to win the Padres or something and like put a bet down and see what happens. I did bet on the 2016 Cubs to win the World Series, not because I like that wasn't a that wasn't like a bet that was going to win me a ton of money or anything. It's probably the one time the Cubs were like the favorites to do it. But it was, it was special to me. It was like, I want to be able to say that if they did it, I, I was there. Like I was there at the earliest, I was there in February and I knew it was going to happen and they, and they did win and it was great. But I wouldn't put that bet against the Cardinals right now. I don't trust that the system is like safe enough for me to do it. I don't trust that like MLB is not putting its thumb on the scale to get an Albert holes farewell tour for the ages or whatever. And I don't know, man, I I just kind of hate that. Like this thing I love has been tainted with this, this gambling everywhere and a lack of trust that just makes me suspicious of literally everything about the nation's pastime.
1: He was a 220 hitter when he got appointed to the all-star team, you know, I I mean, and now he's just on fire. Well, I the mean, all-star
0: team is the fountain of youth. Uh, if the all-star team is uh-huh. really the fountain of youth, we'll, we'll find out about it at some point on the show. We're actually running up against a, a need for a quick break for our sponsors, which I don't believe includes gambling apps, but who knows these days. Who knows, who knows these knows? days. This, we, we don't really control those. The powers that be control who the sponsors it's are for this show. It's definitely
1: gambling then. But we're
0: we're, we're going to take a quick <laughs> break for those sponsors. On the flip side, we're going to talk about the Cubs playing a team who they can hopefully have a little bit better showing against the Cincinnati Reds. But first, a quick break. All right, we're back. The Cubs are going to welcome the Cincinnati Reds to Wrigley for three games this week. I am stoked because I am taking my parents to Wrigley Field for the first time. And y'all know that going to Wrigley, going to a game at Wrigley Field for the first time is just an experience in and of itself. It's going to be a lot of fun. Looks like we've got Wade Miley uh, finally pitching for the Cubs again tonight. Wade Miley is going to face off against somebody named Dunn who I don't know really much any much of anything about at all. Danny, what do you see in this Miley-Dunn matchup?
1: Well, Miley's back. That's one thing. It, and, you know, he, he had one really good game, but it was against the Pirates, and the other ones really weren't that great. Um, at least he works quickly, so if the game goes poorly, it'll be over fast. Um, Justin Dunn we actually did see. And, really? uh, the Yeah, the, but he didn't pitch too long. We knocked him out in the fourth inning, and uh, we got five runs on him. Off of him, uh, we uh, but we ended up losing the game eight to five, even though Patrick Wisdom, uh, Jan Gomes and uh, who and oh, Christopher Morell did they homered off Dunn, And then he was gone. You know, he's like my friend Billy DeVore. He's a comedian and a Reds podcaster for the new nasty boys. And he he was talking about Justin Dunn as just kind of being he's like he's one of those guys that they they're good at developing velocity. Uh, In that Reds, in that for the Reds, either the bullpen or the starters, um, what they can't do is develop the movement quite as well. And um, so Justin Dunn is just like one of those guys that he throws hard. He's got a good arm and they're not sure. He's like kind of like the poor man's Hunter Green, if you will. (laughs) You know, like I don't, I don't know what they're, they're hoping he like, just finds a speed and becomes an awesome pitcher, but they've got to absolutely, for the most part, they're, they're bad. Like Luis Castillo is having an okay year.
0: Did they trade him though? They traded him to the Mariners, man. Like he's not even there anymore.
1: (laughs) Well, he's not even there. So that, that totally decimated their starting pitching. Their, their bullpen hasn't been there all year. They did. um, What they uh, did do is pick up quite a few guys in trade that Billy DeVore was very excited about um
0: oh yeah they did great on and their trade returns that Noel V. Marte kid they got back for castillo in particular is one of the few like very plus plus prospects hanging out around baseball at the moment i mean these other matchups like most of them are still listed as tbd so as always i went to the rotowire probable pitchers grid to see who's actually pitching this games so it looks like there will be a mike minor versus uh asad matchup and then a Sessa versus Adrian Sampson matchup I mean we could also uh word on the street is that the return for Scott Efros Hayden Wisneski has been added to the Cubs 40-man roster he's probably getting a call up at some point during this series which would make sense with both Justin Steele and Keegan Thompson on the IL seeing what you got in Wisneski at this point in time could be great and honestly since he came over from the Yankees he has been lights out uh, in triple a. So I'm kind of excited to see what's going on there. Plus the Reds are kind of a triple a team anyway. So like, you know, like just call them up, let them face another triple a team. It'll be, it'll be fine.
1: Yeah. Well, they've got the better offense at this point, you know, the Cubs just got shut out a couple of times. Luckily the Reds pitching isn't that good, uh, but you know, their, their offense still right now is kind of clicking. They just were uh, played the Rockies and beat them two or three. They, I mean, <laughs> I don't know what I'm looking at with the Reds team. I, they're they're in a similar fall training sort of place right now. So, I mean, it, it's th- these games are it's literally like spring training games. Like they're all going to be bullpen games for the most part. You know, I Mike Miner is going to go out them there for them. Um they got him, I think from the Rangers or something. So they're just, they, here's a scrap heap guy. just going to see what they got in the tank for Mike Minor. Luis Sessa, who was on the Yankees for years. I mean, I, I, they're also an older, not older, but he's in his thirties. And, and, you know, he's not, they're just seeing what they get. They're just trying to finish the year. That's all the Cubs are trying to do too. And they might have the better offense though right now. So kind yeah, of the cu- frightens me in that way.
0: The Cubs' offense has has been sputtering for for a while now, but at the moment, it's it's taken quite the hit with Wilson Contreras sitting. The last four or five games, that ankle seems to have finally caught up with him. I'm glad he's taking some rest, though, because frankly, like I don't need Wilson Contreras damaging his ankle over the long term for a lost season. I, I don't I, even.
1: I, why was he even out there?
0: I I, I don't know, um, and I'm I'm not super happy with it. I mean, I. Part of me, like, I, I like guys who are gritty and who go out there and play and get stuff done when they when they can. And he was doing okay, man, since August 1st. Uh, and the Field of Dreams game was early in August. And since August 1st, Wilson Contreras has WRC Plus of 125. He's been, you know, hitting a lot of home runs. But he's also been kind of limping around the bases. He's, like, hitting home runs, generating offense, limping around the bases, calling good games. It's like, oh, Wilson, not, not really – the best way to do this. The only other guys who have been hitting in that time period though, are Fran Reyes and Ian Happ. That's it. Like that's the entirety of the Cubs plus offenses is, is Fran Mel Reyes, Ian Happ, and Wilson Contreras. And if one of those guys is on the bench, um, I don't know, could be, could be some, some quick games and some low scores at Wrigley field.
1: Well, and it's rough even for the good players we have because you have no protection in that lineup. So, you know, it's just, it's not, it's not a scary look. It's like the best Cubs lineup that you can even put out there. Like the other day when I was like thinking about like that, they might pinch hit somebody to try to get something going on. I looked as to who the reserves were. And I was like, well, it's like there's really nobody that I would have faith in coming out right now. Um, it's just, it's, it's so bleak. And I, I you know, I, I hope Myrtle beach and South bend and, Iowa and Tennessee are enjoying their seasons because it sucks at Chicago. Oh, well, they like, are.
0: I mean, the minor leagues have looked pretty good. Brennan Davis is back doing some things. Pete Crow Armstrong continues to rake. Amaya. Every He's time back. I look up, Canario's doing something interesting. Like I, I am interested in this Cubs farm system at the moment. I'm also just curious: are these guys who are going to like come up and kind of flame out? They're like. They're like bit players or these guys who can actually be studs for the Chicago Cubs. And I still think we're a couple of years away from knowing the answer to that question for quite a few of these bats. I mean, the other thing here going on with the Reds, you were talking about the Reds offense. I want to talk specifically about a guy who popped down here that I was not expecting to pop. They called up this kid TJ Friedel. He's got oh, like yeah. 57 plate appearances in the big leagues. The dude has a WRC plus for the start of his major league career of 237. And I feel like the Cubs should just pitch around this kid. <laughs> like, yeah. let's not throw to TJ Friedel.
1: Yeah. Well, apparently you don't pronounce the D, which is oh. this, just okay, just kidding. The D. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, who who puts a D in the middle of their last name and then just says no? Oh, no, but that's not really there. It happens all the time. And sounds uh, like something the Icelandic people would do. It, it does. They just do it to mess with people. Like, I have no oh, I idea don't... if this
0: dude is Icelandic. I'm just like thinking of places where there are silent consonants. Well,
1: exactly. Well, it's how they keep people off the Island. They're like, I don't understand anything over there. I'm just not going to visit anymore. And I'm going to leave those people alone. It's a, it's a great defense of your country, but um, no, this kid it came up. He's been on fire and uh, him and a couple names that you, maybe you don't think are that great, but like I have been having really nice offensive seasons, like Jake, Jake Fraley. Yeah,
0: Jake Fraley's another dude who's getting playing time specifically because of the trades that the Reds made and just kind of c- coming up and making the most of it, man. Jake Fraley has a WRC Plus since August 1st of 145, six home runs. He's got two stolen bases. I mean, that's an interesting player to me. He's got an on-base percentage of 375, and he's slugging 539. That's that's a very useful player, and and maybe you should not pitch to him.
1: <laughs> well, well, that's just it. I mean, and they lost Joey Votto for the season, so, I mean, he's like – just was having a rough time of it anyway can we talk
0: about the Joey Votto thing for one second because I there are moments where I just love Joey Votto and this was one of them so you know he finds out his shoulders wrecked and he's gonna need I think he needed surgery actually he's gonna need surgery and and you know yeah and and he comes out and he says man I I had no idea I was playing through an injury I thought I was just bad now (laughs) that was
1: such a great line (laughs) I really hope Joey Votto has uh more of a career in showbiz after he gets out, like ends up like doing cameo bits in movies and things like that. I think he'd be great. He's a good actor. Um, yeah, I, their window, according to my friend Billy, is also 2024. So, great. you know, I, I kind of well, I kind of brought that up on the show the other day. It's like everybody's like so excited about our dudes. It's like you guys know that other teams have dudes too, you know, it's like and that we got to play them and like they might be good as well. Like, we don't have like, so I'm like like exclusive stockpile of talented young players. Like every team's got them. So, you know, it's all also got to go well, (laughs) you know, it's everything's got to go great. So, but the Reds, they have some exciting young players and they're probably ahead of us. They're probably a little ahead of us at this point. So when we do decide to compete for the division again, again, it might be against this Cincinnati Reds team. And some of these players that we're looking at now in fall training, they might be, you know, the next tomorrow's MVP candidate. I thought you were going to say
0: tomorrow's Jake Fraley, and I was going to be like, tomorrow's Jake Fraley today, people. Uh, the <laughs> last the last Reds hot hitter to really keep an eye on at this moment in time is is Jonathan India, who has WRC plus of 110 going back to August 1st. But I agree with you, Danny. I mean, the, the other teams here are not just going to hand the Cubs the division. I mean, one of the things that I was looking at uh, during the trade deadline just kind of to see what types of returns existed – out there was the strength of people's farm systems and where they're at relative to each other and all those types of things. And look, the Brewers, man, the Brewers have some interesting prospects that are right next to where the Cubs are in terms of number of top prospects in the top 100, number of prospects who are coming up soon. They've got this Garrett Mitchell kid playing in Milwaukee right now who looks really good and talented and, and, and he's, he's a rookie. He's going to be there a long time, right? Like it's one of those situations where lots of, lots of franchises in the NL central have young talent and pretty decent farm systems. And they were all, I I have felt like since about 2018, this this system has been biding its time. Like the NL Central has sort of been like, our days our days tomorrow, our days tomorrow, our days tomorrow. All of those are going to hit right around the same time. And it's going to be real interesting to see where it comes out. And I I honestly, man, we'll see what Jed Hoyer and crew can do. I, I don't have a lot of faith in him at the moment, not because I don't think he can do it, but just because he's never proven he can. And I'll give people faith just blindly. Like, that's not how I roll.
1: Yeah. Well, what's what's his pitch? What's his pitch to these high-priced free agents? If, indeed, that is a uh, way that they go. But they've, they're massively risk-averse. You, you can know, be I, loved
0: like Wilson Contreras, where the fans will love you dearly and we will discard you at some point in time where we yeah. don't, when we don't care anymore.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, and it's true that Jed, I mean, except for his success that he had with the Cubs – where he was Theo's right hand man the entire time, and you know this is the same, I mean, this is the same regime that fell too in love with their guys, and you know, it, and just also because they zagged so hard from the zig, with going from uh you know quality college bats to like high, high ceiling arms to like I'm like like what are you like. Do you even have a philosophy because I don't see it like oh, we're going to do this. No, 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 no. Let's do that. No, 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 no. Let's do this. You know, it's just like, you, I mean, you have to have, it's balance. you know, it's like the middle path, people like, what are we doing? And I'm excited about some of these arms that we have. I am. I'm excited. Maybe Hayden Wisniewski pitches tomorrow instead of it's all TBD still. So maybe uh, instead of uh, Assad, we get to see Wisniewski or they piggyback the situation or whatever they do. It's, you know, I'm excited to see it. This is not a guarantee.
0: Oh, it's, there are no guarantees, period. But like, this is, you know, we the, the entire high upside, go young, see what we have. Let's see what happens with like 47 19-year-olds and some change is, that's all lottery tickets, right? Like 19-year-olds have a lot of living that is going to happen between now and whenever they get called up. To major league baseball the only kids who get called up at 19 are juan soto and juan Soto's a phenom right like there's just no there's no way to know what is going to happen here i mean you know we had brennan davis raking last season everybody thought brennan davis was going to be the guy to come up and bolster the cubs off outfield and then struggles this season ends up having back surgery at 22 but the back surgery isn't that bad and now he's back and everybody's all in on brennan davis again right it's a roller coaster there's a lot of life that that is going to happen, and it's not just Brennan Davis, right? Like Ed Howard's you, Ed Howard's dealing with this hip issue. Like you got, you know, guys like James Triantos having a nice little season coming out and coming out kind of of nowhere. Like I know he was a high pick, but like kind of struggled initially and then came back. I mean, you don't know what any of these people, uh, what any of these yeah. people actually are. Christopher Morel has been playing over his skis the entire time that he has been up at the major league level. That's honestly probably the most impressive thing that I've seen this season is Christopher Morrell doing better in major league baseball than he had ever done (laughs) at any point at any time in the minors, just gets called up and just like, just like thrives. Christopher Morrell is like, yo, I'm here. I'm going to make the most of it. He's, and just, he's like,
1: and it's just amazing. <laughs> he's like, this juiced ball is awesome. We don't have these in the minors. This is great. <laughs> you know, Christopher Morrell's
0: out there with an 89th percentile barrel rate and 89th percentile sprint speed, and that is elite company, man. That is like, I can play this game at a level that is so incredible that the upside is is real, and I don't know why he's losing plate appearances to David Bodie, Zach McKinstry, and Nick Madrigal, but it is infuriating.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's unconscionable. I know. I mean, I, I, I just, it's, it's fall training. I'm fine with watching some of these guys. I I, I like it in fact, but it, what is going to bother me is if they don't perform, like, let's say this ends up, okay. These prospects all add up together. They all come up 23, 24. We all start seeing them. That's the new team and they all come up and they're playing about a 500 clip. And all they need is a couple more pieces, a couple of the extra war guys and you'll be there. You'll you know, you'll you need to add 10 12 wins to your total and you'll be there. Let's say that's what the case is. Now, if if they wait until they have a team that's not just a 500 team to start spending the money on the proven talent or to make the trades that you need to and from your very deep system that now you can go get guys that are having crazy years. Um, like Nick Castellanos hitting doubles all over the place in that one year, they was going nuts. You go get that guy; we need him now. But if if you wait until you have an above average team at a low payroll with all these guys, you might be waiting forever. Because that's what the Pirates do. They're like, until we have five homegrown all stars in our starting lineup, and a one-two pitcher from our rotation and a closer, we have eight guys that are homegrown that causes nothing that are all stars. Until we do that, we're not spending any money. If the Cubs do that, then I'll be pissed because they have the money to take this 500 team and make it elite. They could do it. They have a ton of money. Like
0: I'm looking, I pulled up the spot rack numbers while we were talking earlier about payroll and like what can the Cubs do and can they compete next season and all this stuff. The Chicago Cubs your Chicago Cubs that treat you to one of the most expensive fan experiences in the game of baseball have the 14th highest payroll in the major leagues at $151 million this year, a cool $10 million lower than the St. Louis Cardinals, who are going to get compensatory round picks because they apparently are a mid-market team that cannot possibly compete with the likes of the juggernauts in Chicago. I mean, that is just pathetic, man. Like, you have mid-market teams outspending you. Get it together, Jed. Like, spend spend your allowance on players so this team can compete, please.
1: Well, I don't think he gets one. I mean, I think that they've decided operationally that the allowance is spent. It's 150 million, and if it could have been lower, it would have been. If they could have found anybody in the world to even take any kind of contract off their their uh, payroll. They would have done it and saved even more money if they could have. Um, you know, that's just where we are. And I don't know when the pocketbooks will open up. And if you look up the 2023 free agents and you think about the, you know the the holes that need plugging. Well, catcher will be one. So you look at your guys that would, you'd want, well, there's the best one is Wilson Contreras. So let's go get him. You know what, what else? I mean, what else needs plugging? It's not about plugging. It's about now upgrading because if they're going to put magical out there, that's fine. He'll hit 300 and with no pop, whatever. Nico Horner's turned a corner, so I guess he's your shortstop. So if you want to keep these guys in the field, you're not upgrading at those positions. Are you okay with a Patrick Wisdom hitting those dongs, you know, year after year, but batting 200, I don't know. If you keep Ian Happ for the year, I mean, where else are you going to put him but left field? You know, where you want Morrell I mean, now you're facing a roster crunch if you even want to move on from any of these guys. Because Sayo Suzuki, by all intents and purposes, is locked up in right field. The only place really, if you think that everything is good there in your lineup, which it's not, by the way, I think they could all use pretty much upgrading. Um, it, if uh, then you you got to look for starting pitching because that's where it would change everything.
0: And one thing that has not been talked about a ton, but I think is worth mentioning, look, I love the Fran Mel Reyes pickup, but having Fran Mel Reyes locked in at DH every single day really limits your ability to get some of those other guys into the lineup. And like some of that outfield flexibility that we were seeing where it's like, oh, Ian Happ's going to get a day off. We're going to get to see Nelson Velasquez get some playing time in the corner. Like all of that type of stuff has stopped since they picked up Fran Mill Reyes, right? Like all of the, like Wilson Contreras can rehab his ankle while he gets some swings in as the designated hitter. Cause he doesn't have to squat for nine innings on a bad ankle that all stopped. The second Fran Mel Reyes got picked up by this. Yeah, team. And and it's, it's
1: weird. They haven't let him play at least a little left. I mean, the, the guardians let him play in the outfield. I mean, I don't know if it's pretty or not. Maybe it was absolutely horrible. So that's why they're like, nah, or he's just going to hit here. I mean, gosh, it's 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 really it, and and it's hard to it's hard to watch when you don't see a direction. Like in a in a fall training scenario, you kind of want it's it actually doesn't even feel like that. It feels like tryouts. It, it does doesn't feel like tryouts. it feels like major league like televised tryouts. This is more like American Idol than it is a baseball game, and it's just
0: <laughs> I thought you were gonna say it feels like Major League four or five or whatever they stopped that series on. It's like we the Cubs have turned into Cleveland, and now it's just like a question: Major League back to the Cubs, minors in the majors, right? Like it's like yeah. just one of those like we'll play our minor league team here, uh, Danny. If the Cubs are playing their minor league team here, where can people find your takes and 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 your thoughts about this Chicago Cubs team, which which really really. It, it, it's it's been it's been an experience I don't know what
1: I'm looking at but but I'll keep talking about it on at Sunranto on Twitter and Sunranto on uh YouTube yeah check check it's out there we got a podcast too you can download that at iTunes so yeah
0: it's, I don't it's know explicit. what
1: explicit this is not an explicit show my other show is explicit.
0: <laughs> I, I, I don't know what I'm looking at either. And I, I felt like we kind of channeled our inner ranters today a little bit in the in the first half of the show. there was oh, a lot of ranting, too. a lot of a lot of ranting going on about the 2022 Chicago Cubs. Well, you can find my rants or non-rants, as the case may be, at, at BCB underscore Sarah. You can find everything about the podcast, including the references that we tweet at the show at the podcast account, at Cup of Cubby Blue, and you can find all of the writing, uh, all of the things that back up the show and, and more at 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 Bleed Cubby Blue. Dot com. I will be watching this team for those takes from Wrigley Field tonight with my parents who are going to watch a game at the friendly confines for the first time. Should be a blast. Until next time, have a good one.